Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, familiar characters are coming back for Avengers Infinity War and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at the risk of sounding a little too clickbaity, my bad. Uh, And the Entertainment Weekly article that we talked about last week has more hype train drive forwardness for the (laughs) Defenders. All right. Plus, we'll be talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, Episode 10, Patriot. But uh but uh but a patriot 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 Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matt Carroll and I am Jeff Randall. How's your week, Jeff? Professional as always. Professional. Can't you tell? Professional. <laughs> um, nah, man, it's been great. It was leg day on Ooh. Uh but what was that day? Tuesday was leg day. Leg day is hard. And today is day two of leg recovery day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it hurts so bad. So many days of recovery needed. Yep. I yep. feel you on that. I feel you on that. Yep. I'm I'm driving forward, man. Do it. Have you have you noticed that uh there's only two months until Iron Fist comes out? Yeah. Two months as of two days That's ago. That's crazy. And then Two months after that, no, a month and a half after that, we get Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That's amazing. That's so exciting. You know what's crazy is that in the, uh, in the Entertainment Weekly article, and like when everybody's mentioning that, they, uh, you know, at the end of every article that talks about the Defenders coming up, uh, they say there's always that little blurb of like, it's starring these people, it's going to air at this time. They're saying summer for the Defenders. Oh, wow. They're saying premiering this summer. Wow. And that's going to be really hard for our schedule. <laughs> uh, that's perfect. No, it's, it's horrible. It's, it's perfect because it's right in the middle of when we don't have shows. That's fair. So I think it'd be awesome if that's... I mean, and, and uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, just, I'm just excited it's coming so soon. That's awesome. Yeah. I it's mean, rad. We, uh, I really like the piece of news uh, you brought about uh, character arcs. Character arcs? I think you uh, talked about... Good uh, Danny Rand's character arc. Yeah, perfect segue into that. Thank you. I'm glad that <laughs> a real that stilted was segue completely into that. seamless. Um, according to Finn Jones, the uh, the Defenders series is actually going to complete, I guess, and and finalize his first major like emotional character arc. Um, That's really he cool. He says that in uh, in the Iron Fist series that he's kind of uh, he's kind of in his adolescence, like he's He's just kind of coming into his own. He's a fierce warrior, but he doesn't know who he is. And he's trying to find that family and, the, and that team and whatnot. And then in the Defenders, it's like he's taking responsibility for like what he knows he has to do and then move forward with his purpose. Uh, quote, he's craving desperately for family, for help, for guidance, for people to learn from and for a team in the Defenders. But because of what happens in Iron Fist, he's very untrusting. It's really his way or no way. Uh, Finn says, I see it as kind of this journey where Iron Fist and the Defenders is like the complete first season of Danny's journey. It's like, it's really nice to play it back to back because Danny does go through this awesome huge arc. So the end of Iron Fist is like the halfway point in the Defenders. He's got a grasp of who he is and he's trying to do something with it. It is great to play that consistently over the year and not have that broken up. That's really cool. That's really, really cool. Um, I, I, what I love about that is uh, one of my biggest complaints about Avengers. While I love Avengers, it's a it's a great movie. I don't really feel like each of the characters grows in that movie. Yeah, I've said it before. Uh, Maybe in an unpopular opinion, but it's a super fun movie, and they could do that with the Defenders. They could just throw them together and have this like look, put them in the blender and let them yeah. go. And play with the toys, you know, like, look, it's a superhero team and we're going to have them fight a big, bad team of other people. Like, but it sounds like they're going to really focus on uh, the characters, especially Danny Rand, apparently. (laughs) Well, I mean, they have to. It's it's an eight episode miniseries. Sure. As opposed to a two hour movie. Yeah, as opposed to a quarter of that in movie form. Right. Still still makes me happy to hear. Still makes me happy to hear that they're really, they're really focused on that. Because yeah. that's what's important. That's what I care about. Like those character moments is what really, well, also uh, brings along, me back to watching it. Along with those character moments, you've got the uh, the awesome character dynamics between you know certain 
parties in it because you know Danny and Luke Cage in the comics are best friends. But uh, according to Mike Coulter, the way that they're going to build that is they're they're doing that to where it will feel real and 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 earned and um, what is it? Oh, I think you mentioned not two dimensional, right? Uh, like in the comics, they, they they're just kind of friends because they say they're friends, but uh, on screen it's a little harder to portray that. You have to right. the The quote is from Coulter, from Mike Coulter, who is Luke Cage. He said, "We'll definitely want to pay homage to the fanboys, but we want to make it make sense in this time period. So it's not, you know, like you wouldn't find an ex con uh, like Luke Cage who lives in Harlem." And then this like billionaire playboy, and in Iron Fist, like they wouldn't be best friends in this time period. I mean, yeah, kind. Of, I see what you're saying, but yeah, like it, through you, normal, you, you gotta, through normal circumstances, right. they would not be right. best friends. You gotta make you gotta make it work. You gotta you yeah. gotta actually make these two characters be who they are, and then and interact. then organically come to that yeah. conclusion of like, oh, they're the greatest for each other because they love each other. I uh, yeah, I'm so ex- much. I'm excited about that, and I love them too. Um, <laughs> don't don't worry about it. Um, and Mike Coulter went on to to kind of confirm uh, that Danny Rand in um, in the the Defenders is kind of a young guy with a certain level ex- of exuberance. So like, he's not quite done being kind of childish but he does take on more responsibility um and he says that danny comes out like a bull in a china shop in some ways and he said i think luke that's is funny hearing that from luke cage yeah. like he's to me he's <laughs> yeah. the bull in the china shop and right? at least his fighting style it's just like ah, yeah. grab throw push <laughs> smack on back of head yeah and he says I, and i think luke has seen the world and knows certain things it's a cool combination that'll work out and then uh you know the other obvious. It also sounds like Mike Coulter's trying to say, "I'm his mentor, basically." Yeah, he's, he's like, <laughs> "I wonder if I think Finn Jones saying, would have to say the same thing." He's saying that uh, that Luke tempers Danny, just kind of like calms him down. Right, a bit. right. So that, that kind of makes sense. Um, <laughs> another interesting dynamic is going to be the one between Jessica Jones and Luke Cage because they were a thing. That's true. They were kind of a big deal in Jessica's first, and they did not leave things. Well, we still haven't seen them. We haven't seen them interact, interact after the fact. at all. Yeah, at after all. the gun, the gunshot blasters. Well, no, chin. even then, uh, a bunch of what we saw from him. The last thing, okay, uh, spoiler, small spoiler alert because this is a year old now. But uh, spoiler alert for Jessica Jones. Uh, the last thing we time we see them interact for like the last two episodes i believe he's under kilgrave's power and or so he's just yeah so <laughs> we never see uh, he once she he finds out what she did yeah uh he never t- he kicks her out and then they never speak again on screen unkilgraved yeah so like we don't know how he's gonna be with her uh now you know, maybe he's yeah, grown I mean, a little bit, whatever, but it's still, he's still pretty pissed off. <laughs> yeah, we can see that, that tension just on his side in the Luke Cage series. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, oh, how's he going to come together as a team? Yeah, how, like, is, how do they form a team? She's really reluctant to, like, let these three unknown guys into her life, and she's really reluctant just to be a hero on her own, and let, let alone let anyone, as part of a team. And to let anyone into her life. So, yeah. so like, that plus the fact that they had this huge given all of that drag out given all of that and then daredevil's secrecy you know he has oh, a, yeah, and his damn no stubbornness one, his best friends don't know who he is and maybe the maybe he won't reveal who he is to these people uh, but it's just going to be really interesting to see how they believably make this team come together <laughs> yeah um that is that is a task yeah. Well, it's it's a crisis that has to happen. Sure, sure. That has to bring them together at that. that and hole. of course, they have to fight first. Oh yeah, they got to fight each other. That's how that's how superhero things work. You got to yeah. have a little bit of sparring to suss out who's powerful and who does this and who does that, and then then they can come together. Yeah, yeah. We all want to see it. <laughs> that's that's all we want to see. I you know if they do that, I'm kind of worried for um for Daredevil because like as. Mm. As great a fighter as he is, <laughs> his greatest power is his blindness. <laughs> his greatest uh, power is he's all human, being like, quick. Yeah, I mean, he obviously, he has super senses and all that stuff. I was just, but like, uh, yeah, he's just he's human. Yeah, 
like I if think his he power fought, is going to be elite. Luke Cage, Luke Cage would just grab him and be like, "All right, well, you're over I here." I have a feeling we're going to see that, and and I, and I'd like I'd like to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God, I want to see that. Um, I think we're gonna, we're going to see how Daredevil stacks up. Daredevil's smart, and Daredevil's a leader, and so I think that's where he'll fall in the group. You know, well. Uh, based on what Finn Jones is saying, it's uh, it's Iron Fist pulling everybody together to help him solve this big issue in the Defenders. Well, pulling everybody together is a little different than leadership, though. Well, pulling could, them together could you... to like because he's the only one that knows what's going on. All right, so he's just like, get behind me, please. We have to fix this like Ooh, this. I wonder if that means Iron Fist will end on like just like a cliffhanger, uh, oh, where like cool. where like you know Iron Fist is just like poised against an army of like an onslaught and then he's like i need to i need help (laughs) help Help i wonder if he'll run into the other members of the defenders throughout the series uh, um, of iron fist i don't know i don't know i kind of hope not just because i want it like i don't want his series to be like oh this is the series where all the cameos happen like i don't want that sure i want it to be his story I want him. To, I want it to stand on its own. But I also wouldn't mind cameos, and I also want defenders to feel organic. So yeah. there's there's got to be a balance struck because if, if if say say something like I just talked about happens, he's an enemy onslaught is coming at him, and then his next move is to go find the defenders. Is it just going to be because he heard about them? Is he going to use his wealth to know about, uh, to like to be able to track down some of these people? That's a superpower. Uh, yeah, wealth, wealth, wealth is a superpower. Definitely, definitely. Just ask Brucey <laughs> um, or Tony. Yeah, or Oliver. Yeah, yeah. Just any of them, really. <laughs> anyway, um, other than. Uh, the Jessica Jones and Luke Cage dynamic. There's also a Jessica Jones and Daredevil dynamic that we haven't really thought about or even talked about. No, well, they've never they've, they've never, never interacted. met. They've never interacted. Um, apparently, this is according to Kristen Ritter in that article. Uh, she's still dealing with the aftermath of Kilgrave, and now she's dealing with success and not well. People want her to work for them. She's getting a lot of business, and she's not ready for any of that. She hasn't changed, <laughs> but her environment has. And there's no handbook for how to exist in a world where you are now popular. Interesting. You know, it's what's really interesting for this is she's the hero for hire. Yeah. She, <laughs> uh, of the, she of is the, the four hero of them, for hire. She's the hero for hire in the situation. Yep. Like, she's already got that business up and running. Kind of. As well, a PI. Yeah. But... If everybody kind of knows about her and knows what she does, she's kind of a hero for hire. Malcolm. Malcolm was his name. Yeah. Did we forget his name we last week? We forgot his name like three weeks ago or something. Good call. Good call. It's so funny, <laughs> how the, so funny how the brain, like, if you're looking right at something, you have a blind spot. But then if you come at it from the side, suddenly it pops into your head like that. Well, yeah. I was thinking about the, the last thing that we saw in the series for Jessica Jones was Malcolm picking up the phone yeah. and saying, Alias Investigations, how can I help you? And... He's going to be back as well as like everybody who is who could potentially be called the sidekick mm-hmm. for the hero in their in their individual series is going to be back for the defenders as well. So it's kind of an eight part team up from That's what I'm seeing. So cool. So, so cool. It really is. Um, what other news we got? Let's see. Let's run down the thing. So people are coming back. I said that, right? Sounds sounds really clickbaity, right? But Patton Oswalt is going to be back. In Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as the Koenig Brothers. Woo! He's going to be back in the episode airing on January 31st. That's soon. Called Hot Potato Soup. Ooh. I don't know what they're passing around. Hot that's Potato a, Soup. That sounds awesome. I'm, and I'm, It sounds very uh, Patton Oswalt-y. Apparently, Like, I could see that episode just focusing only on the Koenig Brothers. That'd be so much fun. It's going to reveal their family secret. Their family secret. Yes. I'm laughing because I just feel like their family secret's not going to be anything that is that pressing. <laughs> well, you remember in uh, the second season, Trip was trying really hard to find out like if they were clones or LMDs right, right, right. or robots, whatever, and uh, and they were just kind of like egging him on. Well, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, he had to take a minute, you know, recharge his batteries. And we know there's three of them total as of now. Well, three of them in one Yeah, dead. Sam, Billy, and Eric. And unfortunately, Eric 
um, yeah. was killed by Grant Ward. And we haven't seen him since season two, but it, it's like we've been just constantly waiting for him to come back. Like, yeah. come on, give me give me Patton Oswalt, please. Um, but apparently he's going to come back this month. I feel like whatever he's been doing has to be a big deal. Oh, yeah. Like, they have to give him a good project to have been working on all this there's time. A, there's a post, or not a poster, there's a picture that was released along with it. He's uh, doing stand-up. Like, one of the Koenig brothers is doing stand-up <laughs> at a place called Soul Patch. That's awesome. Or it looks like stand-up. It might just be, like, motivational speaking or something. Oh, that's amazing. I hope he's, like, a horrible stand-up. That'd be oh, really God, good. Oh, God, that'd be so funny. It'd be really great. He just plays off his brother the whole time. Can't wait. <laughs> so, uh, uh, somebody else coming back. Uh, confirmed role reprisal, I guess. Uh, Karen yeah. Gillan is coming back as Nebula in Avengers Infinity War. And... um she mentioned in the interview that she only had to shave the lower half of her head this time. <laughs> because first Guardians of the Galaxy, she had, she shaved her entire head to get ready for the role. Yeah, she so looked, that pre- looked pretty good with a bald head, though. She did look... I mean, I, I, I like Nebula. Yeah. I oh, like yeah. Nebula was hot. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Nebula was hot. I'll, Nebula I'll, was I'll, hot. I'll, I'll agree with that. It was Karen Gillan. Can't really say. That's fair. Anything negative. But apparently the makeup department was able in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and also in the upcoming Infinity War, they were able to only shave the bottom, like the lower half of her head. Like, oh, I guess yeah. like a bowl cut. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, if they're only shaving it. She could have long hair up top still. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. So, so that, like, I, th- I, think, I think that's probably what they did. They probably just shaved up under here so they could get the bottom of the neck or whatever, but they put the hair up under her metal skull. <laughs> that's a crazy head. That's a crazy head. That she just sounds a like a weird head. thing to say. She did. I, I, yeah, I thought the makeup on, on uh, Nebula was amazing. The makeup in that whole movie was oh, awesome. Yeah. And it's going to continue to be awesome based on what we're seeing. Because you, uh, you remember we had a lot of pictures of like the Dorbs and the, uh, the Funko Pop figures right. in the stream last week where Taserface was part of it. His makeup is insane. It just looks like his face is melting at certain points. Um, speaking, though, of Funko Pop and Dorb stuff, we got our first look at uh, Kurt Russell's character, Ego the Living Planet. Really? In human form. In the form of Funko Pop and Dorb's figure. Right. It's like super, super, super okay. cartoony this version. Is their, this is the MCU version of Ego the Living Planet. In human form, in the form of a toy <laughs> that is very stylized. So we don't really know what this means. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that he's going to have a beard and mustache and longish hair. That's about it. That's as Kurt Russell as you can get. Sounds that's, pretty Kurt Russell. That's about it, though. <laughs> uh, there's also going to be in the photo stream uh, Doctor Strange concept art, um, early concept art, and... Taika Watiti posted a picture of the Gourd of Thunder taking a lunch break. Don't worry about the Gourd of Thunder. It's <laughs> yeah, a pumpkin. <laughs> oh, by the way, thanks to Nathaniel Muzzy for posting about the uh, return of the Canning Brothers. Oh, yeah. I always like to think when people throw news in our feed. Um, speaking of Doctor Strange, um, you, you'd mentioned um, to me earlier about Doctor Strange filming for Infinity War. Yeah. Um, we know that he's going to be back for Infinity War, right? But due to Benedict Cumberbatch's odd schedule, they're actually going to use some stand-ins for for scenes where Doctor Strange is going to be in them, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna hold on to those like that until Benedict is able to come back for reshoots on some of it, right? And. So they're just kind of, you know, pushing forward with it until they can get to the point of, like, redoing some of the things. So, you know, that that kind of, I don't know, that kind of makes me a little bit worried about some of the uh, some of the chemistry, like some of the on-screen chemistry between I, him and I've other heard characters. other people say the exact thing I'm about to say uh, talking about this. And so I'm not adding anything new to the conversation here, but um, if they had never told me, I probably wouldn't have known. Yeah. 
But now that I know, I'm worried about it. Yeah. Now that, <laughs> now I, that I know, I, I'm looking for now it. No, no, no. I'm going to be like the whole movie. I'm like, oh, you know, that, that that line did seem a little off. Like, it didn't really, <laughs> he didn't really react the way that, uh, you know, uh, Chris Evans said this. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch kind of responded oddly. Like, the timing was off. It's like, probably BS, and I probably would have never noticed it, but now I'm going to be looking for it every But now you're a film critic. Yeah, exactly. Like, now you're a trained, seasoned film critic. Yeah. Now that you know it's coming. I'm an expert. <laughs> Professional, man. Yeah, yeah, we're professionals. Uh, this Johnny Blaze news makes me kind of sad. Yeah, it does a little bit. Um, I'm not surprised, but sad. <laughs> according to the showrunners, uh, Johnny Blaze is not going to be back for uh, in the part of Ghost Rider on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. anytime soon. According to uh, Jeffrey Bell, who is the one of the executive producers... Uh, there's a, there is a tradition within the comics that there's been many ghost riders, and our take on that was that they're not simultaneously a tribe of ghost riders, but that it's past. Uh, the spirit of vengeance is passed from person to person. In that respect, at least our intention was that the spirit of vengeance was passed from one person to another, and who passed that on? There are suggestions within the storytelling that's as far as we're going to take that part. And the suggestions that he means are like, when you saw the Quentin Carnival stuff and the motorcycle helmet and the motorcycle parts and gear and all that. And then, like, the Good Samaritan had Johnny Blaze's classic look. Like, that's right. clearly Johnny Blaze. Yeah. But they never said the name. Yeah, and, and I kind of assumed this was the case. It also leaves the Johnny Blaze character open if they want to do something with it in the movies or something in the future. Yeah. Uh, which, or a Netflix series, which would be incredible. Oh, uh, it'd be awesome. I mean, I think it would be awesome with uh, Robbie Reyes as well. Oh, yeah. They could do. They could straight up do a Netflix Robbie Reyes series and, and like, work him into the Defenders. Yeah. They're saying that, uh, that Robbie Reyes is not done. Oh yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, they obviously left it open so that he could come back. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's definitely coming back on Shield. I just think it'd be. Uh, he's he's the kind of character that'd be perfect for, uh, for a Netflix series. Although, uh, you know, the way he kills people may not be gory enough for Netflix. <laughs> Just like the whole soul burn or whatever that he does. Yeah, it's a little too. Uh, too clean, a little too clean. Like yeah. just ashes left. It's like a Buffy kill or whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know if they if they slowed it down a little bit and like showed flesh bubbling. That would probably do it. Yeah, yeah. But we've already seen it on screen, so it'd be like a weird. I guess if they slowed it down. Well, I mean, like the the couple of episodes where they slowed down the uh, the face transformation transformation and like and the transformation back where his face like you could see the muscles in his yeah that was crazy those were awesome scenes because they put a lot of work into that and like they really they really gave it that oomph where Mm -hmm. you're just like yes ghost rider (laughs) it almost may be a little too mystical is all i guess i'm really getting at it might be on the such a mystical side that it may it wouldn't be as real as like you know a shotgun to the face or whatever, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which is harder to watch and there because been, it's just straight up that's that's real life like that could happen. <laughs> there Thanks, have been Punisher. two Thanks shotguns to the face in Netflix. Uh, I, well, yes, that's true. Yeah, one of them was fatal. One was fatal. <laughs> one was not. It's crazy to be able to say that. Yeah, <laughs> one was nearly fatal. Uh, it's, yeah, it's funny. But he, he, you know, full recovery. Um, full recovery. Oh, I, I wanted to mention uh, last week on uh, Agents of Shield, Mac and uh, Mac and Yo-Yo were talking about the movie Chopping Mall. Oh yeah, as one of the things, uh, quote unquote guilty over there on their podcast uh, did a Chopping Mall review this week. Apparently, <laughs> uh, is it that bad? Uh, I haven't I haven't heard it yet, but they posed they they tagged us on on Twitter, so I thought I'd give them a shout out. Um, I've I've never seen it, so I can't say I haven't either. Uh, and I yeah, but the podcast is great. So even if you haven't seen the movie, I'm sure it'll be fun to watch. That's actually or fun to listen to. I I really enjoy listening to podcasts uh, that are about bad movies. Yeah, because a lot of times, even if I haven't seen the movie, they just kind of describe it. And I get I get all the funny without any of the actually having to watch. <laughs> I don't have to sit through that garbage. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Well, guys, I think it's about t- that time we talk about some S.H.I.E.L.D. Almost. 
I think it's about that time, so I need to give our little give our little spiel here. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Uh, if you want to find out more about us, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 573-CAST-MCU. If you want to help us out, subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Uh, we would really, really appreciate that. Um, and now I think it's time we uh, we talk about some now shield. Now it's time. How about that? Uh, we're going to give a spoiler alert, and then we're going to go into some shield talk. So if you haven't seen Shield episode four, episode ten, season four, you may want to leave us. Uh, spoiler alert in three, two, one. The director's not an Inhuman. No, he's not. But who was right about him? Me. I was right about him, not you. What do you mean? What were you saying about him? I just said uh, he's. I I said that he wasn't a robot. Okay. But his his the source of his power was probably in that case. And you said, yeah, like a battery because he's a robot. Well, he did have to recharge every now and again. That's true. <laughs> just like the Canning Brothers. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> but. Uh, Jeffrey James agreed with me. Yes, he did. You he guys said, went down together. Yep. He said on Facebook, uh, just heard the the cast but haven't watched episode 10. I'm going to predict that Mace is indeed a robot because one, he keeps saying that he's an inhuman classic misdirection. He was right there. And two, there was a conversation between Mason Simmons in the plane where she implied that he might be a robot. I'll watch episode 10 tomorrow morning on Hulu and fully expect to cheer when the big reveal is dynamic man. It was a great theory. It was a great theory. It was a really good theory. And I still think that they're setting him up to be a robot when they replace <laughs> him with an LMD. Okay, okay. That's 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 fair. They very well could replace him with an LMD. Yeah. Um, man, really interesting stuff. You want to run down the synopsis? Yeah, sure. You wrote up a synopsis this week, and I love reading them. God, so much. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. I'm so scared. Yeah, you never read these ahead of time, so you just don't know what, what you're going to come to so let's let's see how you do all right all right while he's giving a speech welcoming quake back into the public eye and thanking her for her service director mace is narrowly saved from a sniper using a judas bullet the sniper was using the judas bullet whoop whoop mace escapes in a plane with colson and mac which is soon shot down someone really wants mace dead instead of heading for safety though mace insists they walk back along their plane route to find his assistant who was lost when a hole was blown in the plane when they find the case, it's revealed that Mace's powers are not inhuman at all. Instead, his power come from a cleaned-up version of Hyde's formula. His stash of formula destroyed, Mace joins Mac and Coulson in the fight against the Watchdogs. They fight till they are nearly out of bullets. At that moment, Daisy arrives and saves the day with that legit inhuman strength. In the end, Mace agrees to allow Coulson to run things from the shadows while he remains the face of S.H.I.E.L.D., Meanwhile, Fitz acts real creepy, hiding his investigation of Ada's head. Real May wakes up from a mo- or for a moment and fights with Ada. It is revealed that Nathanson's death was not sanctioned by Radcliffe. L. May D. Gets cut, in, or gets cut in the big battle and discovers that she is, in fact, a robot. News to her! That was well done. Thank you. Thank you for that reading of the I feel of like the that's the way you needed it to be read. It was good. Was I feel good. like I was channeling you <laughs> on that one. Yeah. Uh, so awesome shout out to season two of, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Wh- Hyde's formula. Oh, right, right. That was great. I, I love that. I mean, it's too bad that they couldn't bring him back. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we found this scientist who was making this really cool thing. Yeah, it's it's great. The, the continuity within the within show has been a lot of fun. Yeah, so we got a tie-in to Luke Cage, like straight up from Luke Cage. Right. Because that was the Judas they bullet. They didn't say it, but that was definitely it the Judas bullet. It looked exactly like the yeah, Judas that bullet. that was not... We've had other things in the past where we've been like, that could be that, but that was like... Straight it, up a Judas what bullet. What other bullet hits, burrows, then explodes? And comes from the KGB. Oh, did they say it comes from the KGB? In Luke Cage, they did. Because the video that they were watching... When they were talking about the Judas bullet. But they didn't say that on here. No, they said that that sniper was ex-KGB, ex-Hydra. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought uh, I thought it was Hammertech. It is Hammertech. Hammertech bought it from... Or no, Hammertech developed it and gave it to the KGB, but also sold it to Diamondback. Okay. That's how I interpreted it, at least. I thought it was for Hydra. It was a, it was a test in... Um, I don't know. I think it was Romania? It was a test in... Uh, 
the Eastern Hemisphere. Oh, gosh. That they were watching where the guy exploded. That freaking thing. Yeah. That still disturbs me. I think that may be (laughs) the worst thing they've they've done on the Netflix series. I don't know, man. Even though, like, because it was, like, a grainy, uh, like, grainy like faces of death video that they're watching really disturbs me because it made me feel like it was real like it felt like it was something somebody <laughs> filmed for youtube you know yeah, yeah. oh i watched too much tosh point oh uh <laughs> it's a really random thing to well, mention he just, that he you just watch watches too much of. I, I i really like tosh point oh i think tosh is funny uh but he has he watches those he watches those clips of people hurting themselves basically yeah. and i just felt yeah. like i was for suddenly like watching a tosh.0 as directed by diamondback and or as as hosted by diamondback and he's like check out this oh gosh it's so gross so gross okay so we're not spoiling uh, we're not really supposed to be talking that much about luke cage but there's no there's a scene in luke cage where they show a death on screen and it's disgusting yeah it's pretty pretty gnarly really really um, gross so that that's the obvious luke cage tie-in there was the you know the throwback to uh, season two and then somehow mace is not inhuman because of all of this and He's uh, he's put in a real vulnerable position, you know. Yeah, and it's it's weird to see him without that facade of like, oh yeah, everything's gonna be a okay. I'm the director because I said so. Everything's gonna be a okay. There it is. Like he's actually scared. Yeah, he and definitely is. He he pulls it off well. I I'm even impressed. Um, not only does he do it in that moment where he dressed up as the Patriot, but um. I kind of, I figured, well, I think we all kind of figured what was going on. He needed that case. It was somehow the source of his power. Yeah. Whether he was an inhuman or robot or whatever, he was needed that case for his powers. Um, and when he, when he first, they, they give him the job of taking out the two guys behind the truck. Yeah. They're like, you take out those two, we'll go get these two. Uh, if you have trouble, just throw them with your extra human strength or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he goes over there to do it, and it's interesting because he just does it. He goes in and, like, fights the guy. Uh, kind of. He fights the guy and then runs for the case. Like, he's just like, I need the case! Yep. Well, um, he wants to get the case real quick to get the powers real quick. Mm-hmm. And, and then you know, do his then And do then his he'll thing. be able to do the thing. Yeah. And he can't. He wants yeah. to be able to keep up that facade. And yep. you could see it cracking. You could see it cracking. I still don't fully get i get i get that he's uh he doesn't have powers but not having powers does not mean he can't be the director of shield right and so it's a little weird to me that they wanted it to be a powered person that the the public could trust yeah yeah it's it's still a little weird to me that colson is suddenly it's not like colson i guess colson has him over a barrel and the fact that he knows his secret yeah but it's not like colson's gonna tell anyone or uh Colson's not like a Colson's not a very WikiLeaks kind of dude, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's 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 like he's, he's he's good at secrets. Well, I think um, I think Colson's main thing is that he feels that they have grown closer because of it, and now he actually so he's now in charge. It was a little weird to me that he yeah, just well, suddenly he's just in charge. Like, yep, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and be in charge, and you can be the face because you're good at it. I like you for that, but don't you dare think that you're in charge of me. Yeah, I felt like that was a little bit overstepping. I don't know that Coulson had that. I don't know that Coulson had enough leverage in that That's moment fair. to make that statement. Like he still is technically his underling. <laughs> yeah, and I mean the people that are above him, you know, uh, Talbot and the president, yeah. like they know. Yeah, they all know. It's they not, all already know. It's not like he could reveal the secret and get him out of the office. I, I guess unless, unless he revealed he went, to the public. Yeah, and then he wouldn't do that. Yeah, he wouldn't do that. I see what you're saying now. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. I just don't. I don't know what leverage he was, unless he he just like caught Mace in a vulnerable moment because Mace felt like a fraud and he was like ready to leave. He's like, "Don't leave, stay and be my puppet." And he's like, <laughs> "All right, you're right. I'll stay and be your puppet." Yes, sir. <laughs> it was a little weird. I'm, I, I, you know, we'll see how we'll see how that dynamic moves forward. Yeah, because I can't imagine Mace remaining his puppet forever. I don't know. He could be. Well, you know what? I guess the the one part of the secret they did find out that isn't public knowledge is that Mace didn't really save anyone. Yeah. In that in that uh, UN bombing or whatever. Yeah, he tripped and didn't even know he she was there. Tripped and didn't know she was there. 
So huh. I, I guess that maybe maybe him admitting he was a fraud opens. I guess, I guess I could see it a little more thinking about it from that perspective. Like he he <laughs> not knows just he, powers, but it's not just powers. He's a fraud in every way, and so he's like, yeah, I'm not the I'm not the patriot. I'm just a dude that was in the right place at the right time, and they gave me all this power, and I wanted to help. Please have the power back. I really did want to help. I mean, and I, I, like I also that think he, he trusts Colson. Yeah, I like that he went on with that whole like I actually did want to help kind of thing. Yeah, like he's still a good guy. They did put me in this position because I wanted to help. How hilarious was it that his assistant, I forget his assistant's name, uh, gets blown out of the plane while he's talking about uh, them trending? <laughs> I felt like that was directly like a smack toward like. Don't care about trending right now. Yeah. We're worried about dying. This is life or death. And he's like, if I could just get a signal, I could find out if we're trending. <laughs> he sucked out of the plane. Straight out. That was pretty great. And then gets his arm chopped off. Burrows. Which, Burrows, good call. Then gets his arm chopped off, which is uh, yet another arm chopping off in another season of another show. <laughs> yeah. Still left arm, again. Yeah, it was. It was left arm. Yeah. Always wow. the left arm. That's uh, crazy. <laughs> So uh, the the follow up from Jeffrey James on uh, on on our Facebook stream is Agents of Shield season four episode ten. Spoiler. No. I'm sorry. Wait. 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 No. <laughs> Dynamic man is a fraud with feet of clay. <laughs> rhetorically speaking. A brilliant twist in a great episode. Ada's murdering of an agent was a mistake. Another brilliant twist. The return of the general. Excellent and hilarious. Fitz obsessed with Ada V1.0 head. Creepy, but brilliant. Even a Serenity reference with the death of the Quinjet pilot. Yeah. How can a network TV show be so damn good? I'm glad Jeffrey James caught that. Uh, I did too. I wanted to reference. text you that he was I, a leaf on the wind. I don't know if we should uh, we should say it any anymore without spoiling Serenity. Oh, but, um, but yeah, that was pretty awesome. So... I haven't told you this yet, and I wanted to surprise you, but I'm thinking about it right now, and I feel like I have to tell you. I got this. I got the new car, right? Nissan yeah. Leaf. I want to get a personalized plate of O N T H W N D. That's awesome. Do it. I want that to happen. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I want that to happen. So I bad. I love it. I love it. So, Jeffrey James, I I agree with you. Um, big, bold uppercase. All of it, just no, like Darth Vader and everything. We wanted him to be a robot. We were hoping. It's too bad. But Ada murdered an agent, and that was a mistake because yeah. of the protocol. Not a mistake for Ada. It wasn't Ada's mistake. It was uh, Ratcliffe's mistake. Yeah, because her she she said that her main directive is to protect him at all times and. If uh, if Nathanson had been allowed to survive, that uh, that would have put him in jeopardy. Yeah, it kind of makes me... Uh, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about Ratcliffe now. I mean, obviously, he is a bad guy. Um, yeah. But he does regret the death of Nathanson. He's not a cold-blooded killer. Yeah, and he told her, like, oh my god, don't kill May. And then repeatedly was just like, no, you don't... Do not kill anybody. <laughs> I'm going to have to change your directives. Stop the murder. <laughs> Stop the murder, but, but I don't know that he wants to fully change her directives because he like still if it means I'm gonna die or something maybe murder in my in my yeah I don't know he hasn't said that but I kind of I kind of get that vibe that he doesn't want murder unless it's the only option to get more power <laughs> then maybe then maybe some murder uh, but yeah really a lot of good twists in this episode it's a really great like this season is the best season hands down straight up the best season that they've had yeah I in totally my agree. opinion. And they're gonna what? They're gonna have another arc after after this in the third season. Or, I'm sorry, in yeah. the in the fourth season. Yeah, a third this, arc. I'm actually loving this arc. I, I was a little nervous about it being a little too trite or repetitive, or Age of Ultron, yeah. or any random tired. Thing. Yeah, um, just you know, killer robot on the loose is a tired concept. So far, it's it's been really really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brian Keegan said to us on Facebook, guys, is it just me or did the watchdogs fire a Judas bullet from Luke Cage at director Mace? 
I'm pretty sure they did, my friend. I mean, we talked about that already. Yeah. Why weren't you listening? And I think Matthew Ryan Cronin says exa- almost exactly the same thing. Did the sniper and... at the beginning of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just use the same bullets from Luke Cage? Yes, he did. Yes. Yes. Yes, and he yes. did. Matthew Ryan Cronin. Everyone. Yes. He Total, totally rad. I, I liked it. Uh, uh, I liked it enough of our folks, uh, our, our listeners caught on, saw, saw that and was like immediately, mm-hmm. whoa. At first, just because we were watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I thought it was one of those... What's the ones from season two? I think it was that disintegrate people. Oh, like the splinter the discs, bombs, the splinter bombs, sp- splinter bombs. Uh, yeah, I thought it was one of those, and then I was like, "No, that's a that's a Judas bullet." Yep, he shot that from a gun. That is a Judas bullet. That's rad. Yeah, really, really cool. Well, man, that's all our feedback. Really? Uh, yeah. You guys don't want to talk more? <laughs> I mean, we can talk more. But oh, that's okay. all our feedback. Oh, okay. Um. What what do you think of the concept that May does not know she's an LMD, and now she does know, but what do you think she'll do, I guess is... That's a good question. Like, May, who is May, like, in a way, like, she has all of May's memories. El May D. El May D has all May's memories. She is trying to do the May things, but she also has a subconscious subroutines working against her, trying to make her find the dark hold. She did say that that something feels <clears throat> off. But also in that same scene that she, uh, where she was talking about one of their first missions together, she said, there's this image in my head. She didn't say, yeah. like, I plainly remember. Yeah. She said, there's this image in my head. I thought that was really cool. I was like, really? But you but don't... It's one of those huh. things, man. It's It's like a... It's a real question of a consciousness. It's like, yeah, it's an image it's the in your West head. Thing. Yeah, it's an image in your head, but that's the same way we think of it. You know, like that is an image. There's this memory. There's this image in my head that I remember clearly. And I mean, she she seems to have May's memories all the way back that far. So she's not like a crude Maybot built by Radcliffe. She is like, <laughs> she has May. Uh, she has May's memories. So. Yeah. I think it's but, really interesting. But, I mean, Radcliffe still doesn't understand May until this episode where, you know, she's fighting against yeah. the, the programming. That was so, a real Matrix moment right there. It really was. I was just like, oh, God, no, he's going to make just a regular world for her to live in. Yeah. And she's going to be the first. But that's the thing. I don't think he is. Nope. I think he's going to make her like a battle world. Oh. <gasps> Uh, I think battle world, not the battle world. Oh, come on. I said it for that reason, but I think he's going to make her like a world in which she constantly fighting. Uh, I think he's going to Hulk or planet may planet may. He's going to make her. Oh, I want that to be a comic so bad. Now (laughs) I want planet may to be a comic. Yes. Please. Marvel. Listen to my, my please. Uh, You should just write it and submit it. Okay. Planet May comic. Planet May. Like, just get on Facebook, or no, get on Twitter and just be like, tweet at Planet May comic. <laughs> Need it. Need it. I think that's a wonderful idea. Like, she goes through the portal uh, that uh, that they had a couple seasons ago and ends up on a different, in a different place. Yep. And she likes to fight, has to fight her way to the, to up the ranks. I love it. <laughs> That's such a great idea. <laughs> Excuse me. So, um, what else was there happening? I mean, there was the there was the creepy download. Oh crap! That's a that's another thing. Do you think now, since um, since Fitz downloaded Ada one head into his phone, that she'll be able to hack his phone now? I don't know if he is smart. He knows she's a malevolent. She he thinks she's more malevolent than than, uh, than she actually, than she was. actually is. I yeah. actually think that the whole Fitz thing is going to be a red herring. I think that Fitz acting that way, he's skulking around. Blah blah. blah. It looks like Fitz is going to cause something bad. I think in the end, he's just going to discover Ratcliffe. Yeah, like he's going to dig into her programming and realize, oh, that whole speech was programmed and all this stuff. Yeah, like I think he's just going to discover the truth. Um, but I mean, we so, know that that's the case anyway. But so, so <clears throat> I, I don't think that uh, she's going to like gain any power over them. Mm. But uh, but I may be wrong. She definitely has the ability to like be like the ghost in the machine of the HQ. Ghost like, in the shell. That's Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Uh, she she could be just like the suddenly like uploaded consciousness into the 
into the headquarters of what or whatever and like start kicking around controlling their computers. Yeah. But I, I, I think I think it's more especially if new Ada. New Ada is creepy as hell, right? Right? She her her, her the conversations this week with Ratcliffe made me think she's just on the edge of killing Ratcliffe for his own good. Right. Right? Like <laughs> I must protect you from yourself. <laughs> Skynet. I'm gonna Nathanson you. Oh no. Like really you know I really don't want that actor to leave the show. I like him a lot. Yeah, I like him a lot too. But it's okay. Uh Ada will Ada will rebuild him. <laughs> what if she stores him like they're storing? Oh yeah. Day? What if what if like what if Ada just like starts to believe that the best thing for he's putting himself in too much danger and so she ends oh. up like uh I don't want that to be the thing, because that's the tired storyline that we've talked about. Well, kind of, but what, I mean, it's tired if it goes on for eight episodes, but I could see a world where uh, Ada uh, turns him into a robot, they do all this stuff, they kill all the robots, find May and Radcliffe in in a closet somewhere, and Radcliffe's like, yeah... I was a robot all along. Oh, yeah. And then he's just back in S.H.I.E.L.D.'s good graces. <laughs> right? Like, uh, oh, yeah, that guy. He in... would totally do that. Yeah, he absolutely would. And it would even explain why he was there in the uh, in the room uh, when, when May woke up. Because once May woke up and sees Radcliffe there in this episode, it's kind of like she's seen too much. Yeah. But if there's a robot version of him running around, he could just be like, oh, that was robot me. Right? <laughs> I used what I learned about Ada to make a robot me. You know. I think I think I think Ada's gonna make a robot him and then he's gonna end up in a closet somewhere just like May is. Hmm. In his own version of Battle World. Radcliffe. World <laughs> Planet Radcliffe. <laughs> it's just a science uh a science fair and he's like competing for the best project. Yep, and he's seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's seven, and everyone around him is so much older and, like, having cybernetics, and he's, like, made the the volcano out of paper mache. (laughs) He's like, no! (laughs) That would totally be it. And, oh, let's see. So, a little bit of odd, not odd, but definitely development with Simmons. She's gotten brutal. She's gotten kind kind of cutthroat. Like, she was willing to put some fake blood on Ada's head. That was pretty crazy. In a box and put ice in it. It's not that cutthroat. It's, it's, I'm it's kinda, it's, I mean, it's it's odd tactics. Just, I'll, it's definitely I'll dark. That. It's definitely it's dark. dark. That's the word I've been but searching for. It's like faux dark, you know? I feel like Simmons has always had that in her. But it was I definitely... Think, I think like, maybe she had that put in her on the planet. And I'm not talking about because she did it with Will. Uh, poor Will. I miss Will. I miss you know, Will too. I went that back, was real um, sweet. My, that was super sad. My lady was watching uh, the third season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to try to catch up. And I was you know, caught it with her on a few of the episodes. And there was that, uh, there was that brain machine that they had. That they kind of deconstructed and put together for uh, stopping hive and his dastardly plan and they used it on him in the hallway do you remember that and then he basically got to like portray all the characters like all the people that hive has taken over and and assimilated the memories of yeah that was brett dalton just basically played every character in the show that was really really cool and like as i was watching that i was like i could really appreciate this performance now like this is so awesome yeah, he's really good. He was really great. It's so it's unfortunate that he had to play such a like a tight-lipped, tight-ass, just one-dimensional character of Grant Ward for the first season. For the first season, and then he played like a psycho for the next. I, I like that they gave him so so much to do, and so I mean, honestly, in four seasons, he got to play a lot of he three, three distinct characters. Three seasons. Right, right, right. Three in three seasons, he played three distinct characters. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's a lot for an actor. I think it's kind of neat. Yep. 
Yep. Well, man, you got anything else about this episode? Not really. Uh, you want to watch the speculation? Or, I'm sorry, not the speculation. Sure. You want to watch the, the thing for the next one? Yeah, let's do it, man. That, that promo? That's the word. God, I can't words tonight. <laughs> I'm having trouble wordsing. Well, well, well. Indeed. <laughs> that was pretty intense. Uh, so, it looked like it appears shield really is a criminal organization was the line that was said yeah um by nadir by nadir do you think that we're going to get shield i mean it's a little early for shield to be like brought up on charges again as like a bad organization they just came back yeah <laughs> so that's a little strange uh it may just be a throwaway line who knows um i mean it was by nadir yeah so so she yeah. always thinks they're uh, she's she's just crazy that's all she is. <laughs> she just cry. She just cry, cry. Um. So is that oh, Ada with May? Like, was that another L May D? Um, I think the Ada with May was Ada with May, like actual May. But she was saying, "Let's get you up to speed." And she, oh no, 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 she yeah, I think that was. I think so that was that another L May D. Is there going to be no, an army of L May Ds? I think we're going to get like. It looks like the L M A D goes in for servicing. <laughs> Is it or something like that? Mage of Ultron. <laughs> Mage of Ultron, like there's lots of magic. No, not at all. <laughs> I oh, spelled man. it wrong. Stupid. <laughs> well, Gemma said to Fitz, "You put us all at risk," and that seems to me either she's talking about the whole, like the whole Ada thing, right? Or I think that's it. She finds out that he downloaded. Ada's consciousness onto his phone. Yeah, for sure. I think that I think that she finds out he's been doing research on Ada more. Yeah, even after she told him not to. Uh, which, come on, he, he's got to have a mind of his own. Like, she was a little controlling there. She really was. <laughs> he he was completely disagreeing with her, and she like kept just being like, "No, yeah, no." It, it was there was no like compromise. That's how relationships work, Gemma. You have to compromise. Yeah. yeah. If you're not going to compromise, you can't be like upset when he starts hiding some things from you. <laughs> I mean, you can a little bit. I mean, you know. <laughs> what? You can obviously be upset. You just can't blame yeah, he's, him entirely. Yeah, it's a little, it's, a little bit your fault there. It is, Gemma, because you got to compromise. Got to compromise. I mean, especially when murderous robots are involved. <laughs> if he, if he better understood what caused Ada to go wrong, they can avoid that happening in the future with any other robots that they ever encounter, any programming ever. Yeah, because that's obviously going to be a thing because Radcliffe's around. So I don't know. I just, I, that's my take on it. On that, it's it's hard to say who's right in any relationship, you know. And it yeah. is that. Yeah, man. Well, this got a little. Uh, this got a little. This took a weird turn. It's a little got a little therapy. Uh, <laughs> it took an odd turn. <laughs> let's, let's let's let these people go. Okay. Um, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we we love you. Oh, I wrote a song yesterday, and I used "crossed off" in there as a term, just for just for uh, as a shield reference. <laughs> it's like it makes sense in the song, but I definitely used it because it was a shield reference. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely in my head. Like, <laughs> I mean, when you played it for me, you you kind of had that smirky face. I smirked. You smirked, and you you did that side glance. Like, is he gonna get it? I got it. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys. We'll be back with you. Actually, I won't be back with you next week yeah. because I'm going to be on my songwriting retreat. I'm going to have to work with somebody else. It's true. But Jeff will be back with or you next just week. do it myself. <laughs> I'll do it live. Do it live. F it. Do it live. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back uh, very soon to talk to you again. Have a great night. Until next time, true believers. Butt 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 patriot, 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 patriot. All right, that'll, that'll suffice for the music this week.